0: back to another episode of the Jeff Becomes Jeff podcast. I am not going to speak too deeply on this because I'm getting tired of talking about it. But yes, Russia is still invading the Ukraine because clearly Russia sucks at invasions. Russia this has been going on for four weeks. They've overtaken some Ukrainian cities, but primarily ones that they already were really close to on their own border or by Crimea, an area of Ukraine that Russia stole in the past. So, yes, this has been pretty much a massive failure from a Russian perspective, or at least for Putin. The Russian people, they're like, why are we even doing this, Putin? And I'm saying, where's the general or the guy that's probably carrying a gun around with him all the time? Just shoot Putin in the head. Let's move on. He's not supposed to be the president anyway. He has manufactured that. I mean, it's seemed obvious to everyone, all of the experts... War generals, just the general public, that Putin would want to primarily take over Kyiv, the main city in Ukraine where the president of Ukraine is currently at and has been and refuses to leave. But it's four weeks. They haven't done it yet. Still don't have Kyiv. I'm starting to think that maybe Putin is up to something a little more than invading Ukraine. This just does not seem like an effective military strategy to overtake an entire country. They can't even overtake the city they wanna overtake. And overall, I mean, an overwhelming majority of the country is still not occupied by Russia or even being attacked by Russia. But I feel like there's some kind of positioning going on here, not so much just an attack. Everyone has considered this to be a failure on Russia and Putin's part. But what if it's not a failure? What if it looks like failure? Because we all just assumed he had this one plan A, which was the one that makes sense. But what if his plan A is not the one that makes sense? We don't know what that is. And I'm surprised I see no one reporting on maybe this isn't an invasion on the Ukraine. Maybe this is some kind of posturing with some other outcome in mind for Russia in Putin's fucked up, weird, demented mind. So again, I'm not going to go on too long about Russia and Ukraine, and hopefully next week there's nothing really to talk about so that I don't even have to bring it up. Next time I discuss this, there better be an outcome. So last week when I was recording the episode, you might remember me pointing out early on that I was starting to feel a little stuffy, a little scratchy in my throat because the weather's been fluctuating here in central Ohio as we go into spring. And I was absolutely right. About 24 to 48 hours after recording that podcast, my sinuses officially bent me over and raped me in my tender butthole. No lube. And that made my life hell for several days because I was just feeling awful, and it was just very difficult to motivate. I was very lethargic. I am starting to feel better. I've gotten some allergy medicine, so at least I can keep the allergies from getting worse or compounding what I already have going on. I probably do still sound a little stuffy, maybe a little dry, but I assure you that Jeffy is on the mend. So I kind of came up with the idea to do this episode and this topic because, A, Daylight Saving Time, the spring forward, moving our clocks one hour into the future. We must be time travelers. But that happened just this past weekend. Now, at the time of recording this episode, only two days ago, so that would be two days after, two or three days after Daylight Saving Time took place, the Senate in the United States passed a bill which would make daylight saving time, so the advanced one hour ahead version, a year-round thing. Now, that does not mean that it's a law yet. It still needs to go through the House of Representatives and then Biden needs to sign it. But my guess is they don't really have a whole lot to talk about in the news right now with COVID being crickets. And us really not wanting to talk about the Russian invasion because we're not going to do anything to help them. So I would guess this is, you know, the House of Representatives and Biden's chance to fill some of the news headlines with, hey, look, we're doing something. Also want to point out it is not called daylight savings time. Everyone wants to call it daylight savings. You've noticed that I've been very careful to refer to it as daylight saving. But that's like when people say they're going to Kroger's or Myers, or they use the Internets. We don't need to keep pluralizing things that aren't pluralized, it's daylight saving time. I will say from where I sit and my personal opinion, I would like to see this pass. I would like year round to have the clock one hour forward, more daylight in the evening. Yes, I know that during the winter months this means it's going to be dark outside when you get up or have to go to school or go to work. I don't care, I don't want a lot of daylight early in the morning. Shortly after I wake up is the last time of the day that I want a shit ton of bright natural light shining into my eyes. Let me adjust a little bit. But I do want daylight when I'm trying to grill a steak on my back porch at 5 30 in the evening. Hand me the night vision goggles and meat thermometer stat. Also we're forcing our bodies to have to adjust twice a year. I mean, the alternative would be to make it permanent year-round the standard time, not the saving time. That's why you see, like, you know, Eastern Standard Time, EST, that only applies during the standard time of the year. When it's daylight saving time, it's EDT. So now even all of our acronyms are changing twice a year. Sorry, acronyms. But yes, it is a big adjustment on the body and the brain to all of a sudden just jump forward an hour or fall back an hour. And we do this twice a year in opposite directions. It's like a tug of war with our equilibrium. Me no likey. So while I would much prefer saving time to be the main time that is celebrated year round, I guess if I had to, I would also support year round standard time. Just to avoid the fluctuation with my chi. So for those of you who don't know how daylight saving time started, it was actually first observed by Germany in 1916 during World War I. They thought for some reason if they changed the clock and the amount of daylight that we had in a given day, it would conserve fuel because they needed fuel for their military. And shortly after the Germans did it, most of Europe followed suit and did the same thing. America was a little late to the game. They started doing it in 1918, also still during the First World War. when the war ended the general public did not really care for daylight saving, so it was abolished after the war ended now let's jump ahead to world war Two. do you see a theme here so franklin roosevelt reinstated daylight saving time but it was year-round so it was what like what they're trying to do right now where it is a constant saving time And This occurred from 1942 to 1945, again during the Second World War, but back then it was not called Daylight Saving Time, it was called War Time. That sounds fun. Finally, in 1966, it was enforced permanently by the U.S. government in what was called the Uniform Time Act. However, they weren't really that uniform because they allowed any state that didn't want to observe this, you're allowed to do that as long as the entire state does it. Can't just be like a city or a township. And even to this day right now, Arizona and Hawaii, they do not observe daylight saving time. So when the rest of the country jumps forward an hour in spring... Arizona says, we're just going to stay right here. We'll see you in November. So Uniform Time Act wasn't really the best name for the act because it didn't really make anything uniform. So this new bill that was just passed in the Senate on Tuesday, so two days ago it would have been March 15th, is called the Ready for This Kids? The Sunshine Protection Act.
1: Please don't take-
0: shit. Who's coming up with these names? I mean, even Daylight Saving. Look at how powerful we are. We're saving daylight. Oh yeah? You think you can save daylight? I can protect sunshine. Yes, the Sunshine Protection Act. Dumb. But, as I mentioned, it was approved by the Senate on March 15th, and not only was it approved, it was approved unanimously. I'm sure that doesn't happen very often in the Senate, that something is unanimously voted for one way or another. Additionally, Senator Mark Rubio, who clearly supported it because he was part of the Senate and it was unanimous, but he was quoted as saying, I know this is not the most important issue confronting America, but it's one of those issues where there's a lot of agreement. If we can and get this past, we don't have to do this stupidity anymore. Yay! That is correct, Marco Rubio. It is stupidity. Not only the fact that we're constantly changing our times or trying to determine what time we want to be at and actually ignore the idea of just standard time zones, but also the fact that this is legislature taking a lot of time, a lot of taxpayer dollars, when our world is a little messed up, well, that also is stupidity. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, let me let you in on a little secret. The government, they're ripping you off. Half the shit that they're doing, these laws that they're passing that are thousands of pages long just for one little law because they have to roll all this other shit into it just to get people to vote in one way or another. It's all manipulation. They take these long recesses and nothing ever gets done for weeks or months at a time. And we are paying them a pretty good salary out of our pocket to do this, despite the fact that they're called public servants. And yes, I'm sure many of you have heard over the years that there are still a lot of really stupid laws on the books in different states, federally, because every time a law is added to the books, it's very rare that it's ever repealed or taken off the books. So stupid ass laws that were put into place in like 1857, they're still there. Maybe the government could spend a little time, some of our taxpayer dollars, removing some of this shit, garbage, and waste from our penal code. You said penal. So I'm going to share with you some of the laws, the stupid laws that I found that are still on the books. Some of these are at a state level. Some of these are at a federal level. And you will start to notice some patterns in these laws, not necessarily in the laws themselves, but, well, we'll get there. You'll understand. So let's start with the state of Washington. In 1969, the state of Washington passed a law declaring the, finger quotes, slaying of Bigfoot to be a felony and punishable by five years in prison. I know. It sounds ridiculous. There's actually a law that even includes the word Bigfoot. So I want to make sure that I'm transparent and and give you all of the details. I want to let you know that the law was later amended. I know. They came to their senses. Well, not quite. The law was amended to designate Bigfoot as an endangered species. It's still illegal to kill him. I would think that the sentence would be over five years at this point because now he's an endangered species. Well, he, she, who knows what pronouns Bigfoots use in these days. That was my awful Bigfoot impression. So let's move on to the state of Utah, the Utes. The, you know, state that's well known for its very large Mormon population. So clearly, that state has their shit together. But in Utah, it is illegal to cause a catastrophe. What's a catastrophe by their legal standards? Well, that would include things like, oh, you know, weapons of mass destruction, explosions, floods, avalanches, building collapses. Really? Is this not already covered by your other laws? You know, like arson? murder. And I've never been to Utah, so I'm not sure how many snow-capped mountainous regions they have, but I'm not sure that causing an avalanche is really going to be that likely in Utah, or at least in a way that would be considered a catastrophe. But yes, this is shit, That people took the time, the taxpayer dollars, to research and to make a law. Way to go, Utah. In the state of Maine, dancing is prohibited in establishments that sell liquor. Unless, of course, the establishment has been issued a finger quotes special amusement permit no no don't worry people the government isn't making shit up just to take more money out of our pockets i promise you and to be quite clear a special amusement permit does not sound like it's allowing dancing it sounds more like what my sinuses did with my tender butthole So now you're going to start to see a pattern, a pattern of the government doing shit, putting laws on the books and making those laws relatively easy to bypass you just gotta get the proper paperwork and of course that's gonna cost you. and not only is it gonna cost you but it's going to cost you again in taxpayer dollars because now there's somebody sitting at an antiquated computer in this old ass government building that has to file that paperwork for you and authorize it and print you a certificate and mail a certificate using postage but that's just Maine let's look at some more in the state of Iowa, throwing bricks onto a highway or a street is prohibited. Unless you have written permission from city council. Um, yes, I'd need a freeway brick throwing authorization form, please. Oh, sweetie, you need to go down to suite 117, the Catastrophe Division. Oh, okay, thank you, I'm sorry. Again, you're allowed to sidestep the law and throw bricks on the freeway or a street. You just gotta have the right paperwork. Thank you, city council. Council. Here's another gem. In Massachusetts, it's illegal to practice as a fortune teller without a legal certification or a license. Are you starting to see the pattern? And you can only apply for said license if you've lived in the state for at least one year. So now the state of Massachusetts is double dipping by saying we need to get your tax dollars for at least one year. Then if you want to be a fortune teller, you have to go to a government building Pay for an application to get a license, and then upon receiving said license, you are now allowed to practice fortune-telling in the state of Massachusetts. I don't know where the rest of you stand but the fact that the government in any state in the United States of America or in any area of the entire world, the fact that a government would be involved in legalities and licenses when it comes to fortune telling seems a little bit like misspent tax dollars to me. And the main reason that they do this is because they want to make sure that people don't just come to Massachusetts and try to swindle people out of money with fortune telling. Well, if you swindle people out of money with fortune telling that would mean that you're implying that fortune telling is a bit of a scam and what exactly are they doing to approve and authenticate the license that they're issuing Is there some old lady in the back of the public courthouse with a crystal ball making her determinations? No, you just need to live there for a year, and then you just need to pay a fee to apply for your license. That's pretty much the only qualifications we need to make sure that you're not, you know, swindling people out of money with a scam. You must be legit. You've lived here for a year and you went and applied for a license. For the record, if anyone has ever applied for a fortune telling license in Massachusetts and did not get it, they should not be allowed to reapply because that would mean that they weren't able to see that they were going to get denied. They wasted their time and spent that money anyway to apply for the license. Clearly, that person cannot tell a fortune, not even their own. There's a lot of silly state laws. I wanted to try and stick to ones that I felt kind of followed a theme or ideally kind of discussed an exact punishment. A lot of these didn't discuss the exact punishment, but instead I did kind of get into detail about the government interaction in ridiculous certifications to allow what would be otherwise crimes to take place with no big deal. But the last one I will discuss on a state level is Rhode Island, where it is illegal to race a horse on a highway. Now, I'm not sure if they have the same law as Iowa. You might be able to throw a brick on a highway, but you cannot race a horse on a highway. <coughs> and if you do, oh boy, get ready. It is punishable with fines up to $20 or as many as 10 days in jail. I almost want to go to Rhode Island and race a horse on a freeway. It would be worth the 10 days in jail. Now, I don't know even how to ride a horse, let alone race one. I'm sure I would die. So I'm going to strike that statement from the record, Your Honor. I will not be going to Rhode Island and racing a horse on the highway. But really, does that not indicate to you how old this law is? I mean, not only are we talking about horses on highways, but we're talking about a fine of $20. Whoop. All right, so those are some stupid state laws, and honestly, stupid states. Sorry, if you live in that state, I'm not calling you stupid. I'm calling your lawmakers stupid. But I assure you, I would call the lawmakers in any state or any federal government stupid. It's gotten out of control. We have lost control as the people that elect these officials, that they represent us. We are not here to represent them. So before we wrap up, I want to discuss some federal laws that are still on the books and still are really stupid. And remember, your tax dollars or your parents' tax dollars were spent for a bunch of idiots to sit in a room and discuss this for days and months and finally draft this into a law. It got in front of the president of the United States in many instances for him to sign it into law. So just keep all that in mind as I discuss three of the dumbest federal laws on the books. So the first federal law I will discuss is if you were to visit the Library of Congress In Washington, D.C., if you ever want to go there and check it out, please be sure to coat yourself in as much axe body spray as possible. Because if you visit the Library of Congress with finger quotes offensive personal hygiene, you can be punished with up to six months in prison. That is some criminal BO right there. And really, isn't BO a little subjective? Go listen to my episode called Ooh That Smell.
1: Can't you smell that?
0: I get into great detail about how the same smell is different to every person. There are weirdos out there that love the smell of sweaty feet. Or armpits after a marathon race. So I feel like that one would be a little hard to keep up in court. But regardless, if you ever plan to go to the Library of Congress, please do not go smelling like a homeless man's butthole. Another stupid federal law is that it is illegal to leave the country with more than $5 in either pennies or nickels. That would be 101 nickels. If you leave the country with a hundred nickels... Everything's okay. If you leave the country with 101 nickels... That's a no-no. Even more so, this is considered a federal crime and is punishable by up to, get ready, five years in prison. 100 nickels everything's cool 101 nickels five years in prison maybe Disney should make a movie called 101 Nickels instead of 101 Dalmatians where it's a story about a guy who's trying to smuggle 101 nickels he's not a very good smuggler clearly and he gets arrested and we get to see the demise of his life his relationships his family sounds like a good you know family movie around Christmas time but yeah just keep that in mind people all you people who like to pay a nickel or pennies there's a limit legally finally the last federal law i will discuss is a law that states and i quote no person may engage or attempt to engage in any weather modification activity in the u.s okay so there's a law stating that you cannot be a james bond villain and somehow create a tornado or stop the rain or cause the rain not even sure that's possible with science and obviously, I mean if you're able to do something like that, that's pretty evil. I mean clearly that has to have a pretty big prison term attached to it. Incorrect. It is not a crime that will result in any prison time. However, you could get slapped with a fine of up to $10,000. So, let's let's just slow down. Let's look at this In perspective, if you leave the country, if you go from America to Canada or America to Mexico, you could do that in a car, on a bicycle, on your feet, don't even need an airplane. If you cross Or leave an American border with more than $5 in either pennies or nickels. You can go to prison for up to five years. If you shoot magical lasers into the sky and force tornadoes and hurricanes to appear over major cities in the United States, you're getting a fine. Up to 10 grand. I'm going to assume if you have the ability to change the weather and you own all of that scientific hardware and software and machinery and devices, 10,000 bucks, Yeah. Not so bad. Also, let's not forget that shooting lasers into the sky and changing the weather, I'm not sure if it's done with lasers. I don't know. I'm just using that as an example because I really don't think it's possible at all, even with lasers. But doing so has a 0% chance of incarceration, whereas nasty BO and Library of Congress, six months. So even just being stank at the Library of Congress has six months more potential prison time than changing the weather. Think about that. This is what our government has been doing for you. I'm sure there are hundreds and hundreds if not thousands and thousands of stupid, antiquated, horribly worded laws that required hours and hours of lawmaker time, millions and millions of taxpayer dollars in resources and salaries. This is what you're paying for, people. I know these laws are silly, but I want you to get a little upset and realize what's happening. Let's not forget about the Sunshine Protection Act. happening right now. And again, I agree with it. I want them to pass it. I would like that, but I wasn't thinking about it before it came up in the news. I wasn't going to go, you know, make signs and march up and down High Street in Columbus, Ohio, or loot my local target over it. And despite pretty much a complete lack of uproar or outcry from the American people over this issue, not only have they made it a priority, while the world is currently just falling apart around us and our nation is completely divided on almost everything, they have made this a priority and managed to pass it unanimously, unheard of. Of. So if you don't think the government is a total, total joke, I want you to let all this shit sink in. Listen to the episode again if you need to. It's a joke. We have the power to change that. Our lawmakers, our elected officials, they have all gotten way too comfy, way too cozy in their long terms and complete lack of real challengers in any upcoming election to keep them from holding that seat and continuing to suckle off of our cash teat, or that was seat, teat. It's rhyming. I don't think I have a third one. But it is disgusting. And it is an absolute fucking joke. Next time there's an election in your area, do some research. Look at all of the candidates. Especially the independents. They are not as beholden to the Republicans and Democrats to sit in one bucket or another so they can actually speak their mind. That's what we need. We don't need all these robots walking around that I'm red, I'm blue, I'm red, I'm blue, I'm an elephant, I'm a We're all being scammed here. We're all basically like a person going to a fortune teller in Massachusetts that hasn't even lived there a year. This must be a scam. So just know that you do have the ability to affect change. Don't be afraid of change, because I'm going to tell you what. The status quo, the norm, we already know. It's a pile of garbage. It's a pair of sweaty balls after a three hour lawn mowing session. It's awful. All right, I'll step down off my soapbox. Once again, I want to thank everybody for continuing to tune in. Please continue to let everyone you know to listen to the Jeff Becomes Jeff podcast. Tell them, if you don't listen, you're not my best friend anymore. Make sure if you see any of my posts on social media about the podcast, please share it, retweet it. Spread the word. Hashtag Jeff's tender butthole. Should you have any desire to follow me on social media, I will say I did officially delete my TikTok account. It is gone. So you can go find me on Twitter or Facebook at Jeff Becomes Jeff. I don't like social media. I don't really use social media. So I could give two shits if you actually follow me. But should you be so inclined to see my random, you know, bi-monthly post, you're more than welcome to do so. Until next time, I'm Jeff. And I'm Jeff. Please
1: don't
0: take my
1: sunshine away. Good night. To the devil and I prayed, and I showed him the mess that i made, and I cried and I cried and I cried a million times over, but the devil just laughed in my face. I went to the God of Fire and said, Can you turn the heat a little higher? Time's over But he just covered me with water So I went to the His face and Then I saw the guy fire He said you don't need